Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We are talking everything St. Louis Blues as we head into the Boardwalk Hardwood Floors Blues booth. Boardwalk Hardwood Floors has quay floors for every home with locations in West County, South County, St. Charles County, and our new location in Mid-County. And online at BoardwalkHardwood.com. Let's head to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line and... Blues analyst on Bally Sports, Darren Pang, joins us. Good win for the Blues last night in game one of the series. And we get to visit with Panger as he is in Minnesota. Good morning, sir. How are you doing? Uh, good morning, uh, Randy. I'm doing fantastic. Uh, obviously, uh, always a great morning when you wake up and you're up one nothing in the series. And, you know, and, and what, what you maybe anticipated would happen did end up happening last night. And very intense game. But uh, I I think uh, the boys feel real good about what happened last night and how they handled the situation. Well, we feel great about it, Panger, especially with Billy Huso, who had 37 saves, a shutout in his postseason debut for the Blues. And even though Huso had been great all season, when you haven't had a taste of playoff hockey and the intensity that comes with it, you never really know how a player will respond. But boy, did he rise to the occasion last night. Yeah, no, you're right, Michelle. I mean, there's always uncertainties. There's not going to be any guarantees, you know, when you get under the lights and, you know, you haven't been there before. So... I thought that last night was really interesting, uh, Michelle and Randy. Just, you know, just Minnesota going with a guy that's won, you know, 90 playoff games and three Stanley Cups and five Stanley Cup finals. I mean, the experience is all there. Um, At 37 years of age, uh, he got a chance to look over at the other side and see a pretty calm young kid in Billy Huso that was, uh, I mean, as as advertised. I mean, we've talked about Billy for a number of years now, and now, we obviously watched him an awful lot in training camp, and you see his demeanor, and you, you talk to him, you know, on, on an off day. You talk to him on a morning of the game, and you talk to him after a game. It doesn't matter. He doesn't waver. And even to the point last night, I was asking about Kaprizov on our post-game show on Valley Sports Midwest, and he didn't want to talk about Kaprizov. He wanted to talk about his guys, and I thought that was fantastic. I, I really enjoyed that, and I really enjoyed how uh, just how even-keeled he was after that win. Panger, speaking of Kaprizov, aside from Ville Husso, who was great as the Blues killed off penalty after penalty after penalty, why is the Blues' penalty kill so good? Well, I, I, you know, I think, number one, adding Jim Montgomery to that part of it was a really, you know, was a smart move. I think he, uh, throughout Jim Montgomery's coaching career, I mean, he really developed as a, as a great, you know, de- defending coach, really. Well, when he came on board last year, um, he, he got put onto the power play, and, and maybe it's because he was a forward in the NHL, and you know maybe the thought was that he would he, he, he's a guy that sees the you know sees the game that way. But as it turned out, his strengths are on defending. So I think when you add the mind of Jim Montgomery, a former forward, and then you add Mike Van Ryan, who is studying penalty kill units, uh, he knows every intricacy of of the penalty kill. Uh, there's so many different sayings of them, but you know he's. Uh, 
you know, they, 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 they adapt to it. They, they utilize um, younger players as the season goes on to try to transition them into that position. Um, out goes the Alexander Steens and the Oscar Sunquist, and you know, in comes the Robert Thomases and Bushnevich, and um, and then there's the mainstays of a uh, of a guy like Ryan O'Reilly. So, number one, the pressure. If you're going up against a team that's great on the half boards, and that's basically where Kaprizov is, you know, that diamond formation is is so good. And then when you've got the stick play with seam passes through the middle, like we saw last night, they just couldn't connect. They couldn't find that seam pass, and that's a tribute to scouting and tribute to the hockey sense of the penalty killers as well. Pinger, we talk to David Perron every week, and we know how much it killed him to not be able to compete in the playoffs last year and be there for his team. And he did not waste any time making up for lost time last season with the hat trick last night. I just thought it was so great to see David Perron set the tone for the Blues in this game one. He really showed why he's so important to this team last night. Yeah, you're right about that. Last year seems a long time ago, huh? That uh, COVID hit him and that playoff run just it just ended, you know, with a, kind of a whimper. And, um, you know, he's also an unrestricted free agent. Um, you know, I, I think he wants to be a St. Louis Blue. And, I, you know, he's um, he said that time and time again. I don't, I'm not sure how much conversation there's been, you know, with him and, and, and the St. Louis Blues. But um, I think that Tim's saying, hey, I'm still here. And I'm still a really good player, and, I, and I'd like to be here, and I think I deserve to be here. So really interesting the way that's going to develop. And you know what? He was, uh, he was excellent. He was in the middle of a lot of things. Um, you know, I think he'll look back at it, too. And he's, a hard, he's not a hard guy, but you want a guy with the passion that he has. You don't want a guy that, that, that has none of that, and you've, got to just, you've just got to keep prodding and poking at somebody to say, come on, there's more there. In fact, you've got to kind of temper him a little bit, like – you know, he, he'll he'll probably be sour at the fact that he went at Ryan Hartman, and Ryan Hartman looked like he embellished that. Um, and, but but it's David Perron that goes to the penalty box. You know that kind of thing. You got you know he'll determine who to leave alone and who to who to try to grab onto. But all in all, it was just a phenomenal game for David, and uh, I thought Ryan O'Reilly was excellent in all facets of the game as well. Panger, only two Blues players had more minutes last night than Nick Letty. I thought he was terrific. Yeah, you know what, Randy? It's funny that uh, after the game, Joe Vitale and I uh, had a nice cold pop over at uh, Tom Reed's uh, famous bar there in Minneapolis, St. Paul, and that's we, we were just talking about how unassuming he is, and he gets uh, gets hit hard in the into the boards. He didn't like the hit. The referee said it was shoulder on shoulder. Uh, you know, he didn't miss a shift after that. He just keeps coming back and coming back, and uh, he and you know he and uh, and Justin Falk they're there's kind of flatliners out there, and, and I think in some ways, Letty, although he doesn't have the reach and the size of, of a guy like Jay Bolmeister, there are still a lot of similarities. Um, you don't get many words out of him. He smiles at you. He asks you how you're doing, um, but then he goes to business, so uh, goes to work. So, I mean, it's proven to be an excellent pickup. Um, Pinger, I want to get your reaction to the cross-check that Spurgeon had on Pavel Buchnevich last night. The NHL Department of Player Safety is going to review the incident, and yeah. we're going to find out what the what the punishment will be if there is one. What did you think of that, and what do you think the punishment should be? Well, you know, it's it, it's interesting during the game, and, and it's, uh, you know, I, I missed the intent of what he was doing. Um, we're the third party in there. You've got local, you've got ESPN, and then we're the third one. And our, our guys at, at, at Valley Sports Midwest, I mean, you would think we had uh, the same amount of cameras as everybody else on the road. We don't, but they do a great job. And, you know, when that hit came, I, I really thought he just rolled his, you know, was cross-checking the back of him, and it would roll down kind of the back end of his pants and then hit him in the back of the calves. And afterwards, we were watching it in different angles that, that I didn't see, and I'm like, whoa. 
that's a like, that's a non hockey play and and surprising, you know, because it was he target you know the high ankles or the Achilles. Now listen, Joe Vitale's like it's not suspendable, and I, I said yeah, you know, the only thing that they'll look at is it's not a it's not a real hockey play. And he goes, ah, there's not, you know we both discussed it. Is there hockey plays or non hockey plays? But um, you know personally, I didn't like it, and uh, um, I loved Jared Spurgeon, but I didn't like that play. I'll be interested to see how Minnesota comes out tomorrow. Obviously, they were frustrated at the end of last night's game. I, I have to believe Spurgeon and what Felino got involved with were both out of frustration. What do you think we see from Minnesota tomorrow? Well, I, number one, um, I believe that, uh, uh, that they'll go back to the mantra that special teams wins. And, you know, they had enough. Minnesota had enough opportunities themselves on the power play. Blues penalty kill was better than the power play. Then they put the Blues on the power play, and the Blues power play absolutely demolished them. So, um, number one, I would say more whistle-to-whistle play. We anticipated this, and I don't know if you heard the interview we did with Ryan O'Reilly before the game. He, he said just as much before the game. They play on the edge. They play gritty. What we want them to do is be the ones that go to the penalty box. They did. I mean, and that's, that's not playoff hockey. That's, that's just being over-anxious and over-emotional and over-excited, I think, uh, on home ice for game one. I think you'll see a, a harder, determined Minnesota Wild team uh, that's going to be a lot more disciplined than they were in game one. Panger, it should be fun. It should be a fun series. Thanks so much for the time this morning. Enjoy your day in Minnesota, and we will see you later in the week. I appreciate it. Not many guys get to go out there and play uh, an old golf course like Interlock and uh, one of the old goodies here in Minnesota at 48 degrees, but I'm going to give it a go. You are a gamer. Go get them. Have fun. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Take care, guys. See you later. That's Darren Pang, our uh, blues analyst on Bally Sports with us every Tuesday morning here on 101 ESPN. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffles Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.